Hey, what's good with it, y'all? It's Logan, and I want to welcome y'all back. Shout out my brother, Elijah. Get us started, man. Yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? My name's Elijah. I'm excited to be back. This is episode two. Um, I, I know, just like Logan is, we're, we're really excited to come back and bring you guys some more content. Um, this week, we're focusing on, we're doing some album reviews, of course, um, but we're mainly focusing on, we have a little fun draft that we have planned out for you guys. Um, and we kind of want to see what you guys think of our teams that we draft. Um, and then we also have a little little kind of like a talk about artist growth. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. I think you guys will really enjoy that one. So um, stay tuned. Let us know how it is. And definitely, you know, if you like it, please, please, please comment. Give us feedback. Give us everything. Um, but to start it off. We'll go with our standard album review. Um, we're gonna start off with Earl Sweatshirt. He um, dropped the album this Friday, um, and I'm gonna let Logan take off on that one. Yes, sir. So before I get into this album review, I want to go back to what Elisha just said. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe if you're listening on YouTube, rate it on Spotify, Apple Music, download the episode, share it with your friends, y'all. We really appreciate mm-hmm. all the viewership we've been getting so far. Just keep it up, man. We're trying to get as big as we can. All right. So getting into this Earl sweatshirt, um, he dropped an album with The Alchemist this past weekend called Voix Dire. Uh, it is a French term. It's a French legal term meaning um, to tell the truth. And this album clocks in at 11 tracks, 27 minutes. A little bit about Earl's background. For one, I had no idea Earl was only 29 years old. That's crazy to me because I know I've been listening to him for around a decade, if not longer now. I believe his mm-hmm. album Doris came out back in 2013, and that wasn't even his first project. He had the um, Earl project before that. Um, but I really enjoyed him back then. I enjoyed Doris, although it wasn't as good as what people thought it would be. And then he just kept going up from there. Um, back in 2018, he released probably his most critically acclaimed album, some rap songs. I personally wasn't as big of a fan of that as a lot of people. I thought that the topics he was talking about, of course, going through, I believe it was his dad's death and the um, emotions that he was going through at that time, especially the way that he's able to say it in just more ways than I don't know what most people could probably articulate it. Um, Mm -hmm. He definitely got you into those feelings in a unique way my problems with it and same with his follow-up project to that feet of clay were the beat selection it wasn't always the cleanest and i understand that especially on srs where he's trying to explain his feelings but let's just say i wasn't the biggest fan of that now follow that up with his most previous project sick and then going into this one again having the alchemist's production he definitely has taken a step up on his beat selection So that's where I want to start off with this one. Like I said, The Alchemist producing, that means you're going to get some good beats. The Alchemist has worked with a lot of artists from Freddie Gibbs to the Griselda Boys. Um, I actually just listened to an album earlier from him today that I had missed earlier this year, uh, him and Domo Genesis. So you know, Earl fits very much into that type of artist that should be working with The Alchemist. Some of those... um, more glamorous coke rap type beats and Mm -hmm. just some of those more raw sounding beats while still sounding completely finished and polished that's the difference between what earl was doing and what he did now on this project um so like i said their their styles just fit very well together and i do enjoy that um now getting into the actual project you only got one lead single um 
which was Century featuring Mike, which can be found anywhere, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. I'll get to why that's an important note later. Um, overall, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Earl in terms of like, I'm not going to have a single track that I take away like, oh, this was my favorite track. He's more of a, you listen to the entire project and you get an entire feel for it. I think Earl fans are going to love this album. In fact, I've seen it on hip-hop Twitter already. They are very much <laughs> enjoying this album. This will probably be in their top 10, top 15 of the year. Shout out I'm not. <laughs> that's right. Shout out hip-hop Twitter. Um, I'm not as big of an Earl fan as some of those people. I do think it's a really good project. I'm not going to be able to say it's going to be in my top 10, top 15, maybe top 20, top 25, um, depending on where it ends up for me by the end of the year. But again, like I said... I think his fans will eat it up. I do not think that this will be the album that convinces you to listen to Earl if you don't already like him. If your only qualm with him was his beat selection, then this may sway you. But apart from that, if that wasn't your only issue with him, if your issue with him was that he's too low energy, which he can be at times, that's the type of artist he is. You know, you just got to give it up at this point. He's not going to change that. Um Overall, the negatives, again, I mean, you can make the negatives of he's not that type of artist. You know, he doesn't have the biggest energy or anything like that. I'm not going to take that as a negative because he's over a decade into his career. He is what he is. He's a lyricist. Um, he's very similar to like an MF Doom and Open Mike Eagle, who we will talk about later. He's very similar to artists like that. So that's the type of music you're getting. My negative is how this album was released. It's not on Spotify, it's not on Apple Music, uh, it's not on any of the major streaming sites, which is all fine if they want to release it on their own site. Cool. Empowerment to the artist, they get a bulk of the money, whatever. And the sign-up process for the website that it was on wasn't that difficult. Really, all you have to do is Google the album, it'll take you to Earl's website, and then it'll take you to the tree showing where you can stream the single, and the, it'll take you to the website. You sign up for the website with an email. You get to listening. Um, two issues with the website, though. One, it was very much embedded with NFTs, which I don't know anyone that actually supports NFTs at this point. I think we all think they're pretty <laughs> stupid. Um, and two, whenever you click the play button for the overall album, so it'll have a layout where it has the album cover art and you click a, pl a play button under that starts you on the first track mm -hmm. when you click that button it shuffles the songs that makes no sense to me now it does have wow. the track list complete <laughs> yeah it does have the track list completely in order under that so if you want to scroll and individually click the play button on each song after the last song finishes you can listen in order but it's kind of annoying to do that it it's too much of an active listening process to me that being my only major negative the album's good it's nothing special, but that did detract from it a little bit just in terms of my listening experience. Mm -hmm. That's all so, I got on that one. Um, yeah. So I'll be I'll be upfront. Um, definitely didn't listen to the album, and based on what Logan said about how it the effort you have to go to take the album, I'm glad I didn't because um, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm not a biggest Earl fan either. But I will say, like I I'm not a big fan of artists making their fans go through so many obstacles to listen to their music um i again i respect like logan said we respect you know artist empowerment and artists wanting to make their money off of their music i completely Absolutely. respect that i'm okay with him having the album only on his website 
I just wish that he made the experience better and easier for his fans so that it's less of a hassle for people who want to listen to the album to listen to the album. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to pretend like we everybody listens to every album. No, we know, it's, you know some people are just not going to listen to it. But, like, think about it. If you were interested at all, even if you're not our old fan, if you're interested because of the way this album was rolled out and how you have to listen to it, it's probably going to make you not want to listen to it unless you are a huge Earl yeah. fan. And I feel like as an artist, that's just never a good situation. Even, I mean, you can get away with it if you're Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know, Kendrick. If you're though, t- that type of level, you could get away with that because mm-hmm. people are going to take that effort to listen to you. But if you're somebody like, and I'm again, I'm not trying to insult Earl Swisher here, but like he's not on that level. So that's not the type of, that's not the type of vibes we're looking for, honestly. <laughs> exactly. Um, to yeah. be nice. Um, yep. but you know, I, I want to move on to the album I did listen to, um, it's Vernon Boy's album. So it's called, I told you, I told them, sorry, I told them. And I'll say this. So Vernon Boy, um, just give you some background. If you didn't know, Vernon Boy is from Nigeria. He's a Nigerian singer. Um, so you can, you can assume that it's Afro beats music and it is, um, he's been big for, I want to say the last, like seven eight years now so he's pretty well established to his career um you know when you think of afrobeats especially from i I like to say from american side of things when you think of afrobeats um artists you're probably thinking of Wizkid. you're probably thinking of you know tim's right now because she's really popular and then burner boy's probably right behind you know so he's one of the bigger afrobeats artists around um and just saying like i said last episode i really like afrobeats i like caribbean music listen to it Listen to Afrobeats in general. Going to this album specifically, um, I don't really... I'm going to start with the negatives. I didn't really have any negatives, actually. Um, it's a short album um, in terms of time. It's only 40... It's 47 minutes. Um, 17 songs, 47 minutes. So it's not too, too long. Um, there's like two or three songs that are like interludes slash like just people... Somebody talking for a, a minute or so. Um, one of those songs is actually... Um, I don't know if it's it was like Virgil Abloh's um, call to Burner Boy, like if it was their last conversation they had or something. Um, but it was pretty cool that it was a song dedicated to just Virgil speaking to Burner Boy. Um, so if you're looking for music, obviously that part may not be the most interesting, but I think it's pretty cool that that was on the album in general. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think the only other negative I can think is, is Afrobeats. And that's not a negative, but if you're not interested in Afrobeats, you're probably not necessarily going to like this album just because it's an Afrobeat album. Like, that's just what it is. Um, but moving on to positives, I have a lot more to say positively about this album. Um, the album is very fun. This is like one of the albums of like, I'd say if this had dropped in June, this would have been an album of the summer. This would have been on rotation at like parties all the time. This would be the album you would hear people just playing at the beach when they want to listen to Afrobeats. This is just a really fun album. Um, it's a very easy listen. Like I, I literally put it on my first listen and I didn't even realize like I listened to the whole album when the album ended because it was just so easy to listen to. It just flowed so well. Um, and even though, again, stressing, even though it was Afrobeats, it wasn't the same exact single thing each time. Very good splitting up. The um, album was very well curated. The beat selection was on point. <laughs> Beats were very on point. Um, and I want to say that two of my favorite songs, um, I have, I have, I think I have three songs I put on the thing on my list of favorite songs. Two of them have great, amazing samples. Um, Sitting on top of the world, which is his lead single. 
that is um i think i don't know if it's technically the remix on the album but the album version has 21 savage in it um and it's a sample it samples brandy's top of the world great sample great integration in the sample um i'm sure most people have probably heard that one because it's a pretty big single um but that one's sample is amazingly integrated and then the other song i really like is called city boys which you know kind of funny name um but i really like that one because it sampled jeremiah's birthday sex um and it's also a great integration of that sample as well um so i i really enjoyed how he curated this album i think he did a great job of picking the features like he got features from j cole got features from rizza two actually two separate features from rizza um you got features from dave from giza 21 savage um so you got some big names on there and they're all really good names um and you know i just i just really think my takeaway from this album very very fun album um, if you are interested in getting to Afrobeats, this is a great album to get into Afrobeats with because you can start, you can pick up any of the songs, probably enjoy any of the songs and really get an understanding of like, you know, the fun that it can be. Um, aside from that, um, I think that's really all I have to say about that album. Um, what what do you what do you think, Logan? I know you kind of listened to some of it, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of like you on the last album. I didn't listen to, well, I listened to the album for the most part. I kind of skimmed mm-hmm. some tracks. Um, Afrobeats and reggae type music is not my cup of tea in terms of just I can enjoy it, but I don't get much out of it um, for myself. Um, okay. I enjoyed what I heard for the most part. Like I said, not many takeaways from it. I enjoyed the feature list um, mm-hmm. from Jizza and having Rizza on there as well to Wu-Tang alumni. Um, J. Cole was cool to see on there. Yeah, a couple good features. Um, definitely some summer songs for sure. Like I said, mm-hmm. not as much to take away. Um, this is more the music that you enjoy compared to what I enjoy. So I'm glad that you were able to get more out of it than I was. And, you know, I, I do want to say, um, just talk to the audience here. This is... Um, you know, we're, we we talk about we're going to talk about other music other than just hip hop all the time. So it's nice to have a little switch up. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got this one. Um, and this is not an album that I would say you should put it on your ranking list and try to rank it against other albums. This is an album I say just put it on to enjoy it. Um, it's is that type of album. It's not it's not it's a great album to enjoy. It's not an album that you should try to compare to like you know this this that whatever. Just enjoy the album. Enjoy the vibes. Um, you know. I'd say find a song. I'm sure there's a song or two off that album that everybody can probably enjoy. So enjoy the song. Uh, enjoy the vibes, I should say. Um, and again, I think that if you are trying to get into Afrobeats, I just want to reiterate this point. If you're trying to get into Afrobeats or you want to find a find a way to kind of like expand your taste a little bit, uh, play this album. Play this album. See if you like it. If you like it, then you'll get to enjoy some more Afrobeats, you know, and if you don't like it, respect, understand that, um, but reggae is a very great genre, I think that everybody should at least try it one time, listen to it, and see how you feel about it. Alright, so good review, man, good review, uh, maybe I'll find time and be more in the mood to listen to it later, I feel like that's definitely an album that you need to be in a certain mood to listen to, you can't just go into it on a rainy day and yeah, no, you know, it's it's, it's got to be more it's a party sunny. Album. You're yeah. enjoying yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's it's All a right. it's a party album so, for sure. 
Yes, sir. So going on a completely different side of that spectrum, I'm going <laughs> to talk about this new open mic eagle project called Another Triumph of Ghetto Engineering. The clock's in nine tracks, 25 minutes. And open mic eagle is someone that I've checked out for a while now. Again, kind of like Earl Sweatshirt. Not the biggest fan of him, although he definitely has had his ups for me. Um, he he makes more relaxing music with a deeper meaning, uh, kind mm-hmm. of similar to Earl, MF Doom, ASAP Rock, in the way that he writes. He's going to have a higher, unique word count for those of you that actually care about stuff like that. I do think that's something that's cool. Not necessarily important to making good music, but it is a side of hip-hop that a lot of people enjoy. I have a few artists on that side that I personally enjoy myself. Um, again, he kind of fits into that weird, nerdy category of hip-hop. Um just without all the, um, not on the nerdy side of hip hop like the Wu Tang artists are, you know, they're more on the mm-hmm. nerdy, fun, um, more energetic side where he is more on the relaxing side. Um, now I'll say one thing if you're just getting into his music, just like Earl, it can be a little bit harder to, to decipher. Sometimes the messages aren't extremely clear. Sometimes you have to read the lyrics to figure out what the heck he's talking about. Other times he just has fun and, you know, doesn't really, isn't really saying anything. But just because of the type of artist he is, you think that he's actually being quite um, profound. Um, (laughs) It's my favorite. Like I said, he's similar. Yeah, right. Like I said, he's similar to a lot of artists like um, Quelly Chris, ASAP Rock, Ka, uh, if you've heard of him, but he's definitely more energetic than Ka. Um, They're just crazy to say. Um, I said you would probably enjoy him if you enjoy MF Doom, although, again, nowhere near that level. Um, he got some acclaim for his project, Brick Body Kids Still Dream. That was probably my favorite project by him. He has not been able to reach that level again, and I'll say even continuing through this album, he still hasn't reached that level again. Um, but there are plenty of positives to go back to this one and amongst the other ones. Um... For one, this album is a really good length. Again, nine tracks, 25 minutes. Um, overall, I have no complaints about the listening experience because it was just short enough that you don't, like, if it was longer, you might start to get bored with it. Um, okay. He's not someone that makes crazy, zany music. You know, it's all pretty the same, the same general listening experience all throughout. So when it is shorter like this, you don't get tired of it. You know, it's kind of just easy um one thing that i enjoyed were a couple of the track titles um two in specific that i wrote down a new rap festival called falling loud and the grand prize on the bozo show now why i just those stood out to me as funny track titles and again (laughs) that kind of fits into the type of person and the type of artist that he is Getting on to how the actual music sounds, uh, WFLD32 was the lead single, a song that I had not heard prior. Um, definitely has one of the best beat choices. Again, he can sometimes fall into that issue that Earl does. Less on the um, rougher side of the beats, more on just the less inspired choices. Um but again, this having one of the better beat choices, I do think that this was a good lead single to kind of give you an idea of what you were in for for this project while also sounding good and enjoyable. Um, I do think as a whole, this is one of his least focused pro- uh, projects. Again, where more of his stuff has more of an overarching theme. 
Maybe upon some more listens, if I find the time to go back to this one, I'll notice a theme running throughout. Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm the smartest person, you know. Y'all should go to Anthony Fantano for that. That is not me. Um, <laughs> not acting like I'm going through this entire project and I'm going to figure out every little meaning that he has. Not I did Anthony read the Fantano. lyrics alongside it, but right. Um, I don't think that this being less focused is necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still plenty of bars that come off as weird, funny, and smart. Plenty of lyricism and imagery. Um, and a couple good features as well. I really enjoyed hearing Blue on The Wire Season 3, Episode 1. I'm a huge Blue fan, so these two working together was cool, and it does kind of work. You know, Blue being a little bit of a similar vibe, but a little bit more energetic and less um, imaginative in his music, I'll say, just in the way that he phrases his things. Um, Last thing I want to say about this project before I wrap it up, Young Z's line on BET's Rap City. I got fans like R. Kelly, please pee on me. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hopefully we don't get a uh, cancel for that one. But, uh, <laughs> that is a, that's a very interesting line. Um, yeah. So, I, like I said, just I some, some, some stuff will make you laugh out loud listening to artists like this, man. <laughs> So I guess I, what I'll ask you, um, since I didn't really, I didn't listen to this album either, um, I'll ask you, what um, would you say to someone who is interested in listening to his, interested in listening to his music? Would you suggest him to somebody basically who's looking for somebody, um, somebody I guess of his style? You know, because there's a lot of artists that are kind of like in that in that type of um, vein that you're describing, but like what he. Like based on this album, would he be somebody that you would suggest to somebody to start so off with? Let's or paint, would he be more? Yeah. Let, let's paint a scenario. I'm imagining a friend says, "Hey, I'm a big MF Doom fan. I know you listen to a lot of rap. What would you recommend?" Okay. I would mm-hmm. probably start with the Earl Sweatshirts of the world. Um, okay. But I would definitely. Open Mike Eagle would be one of the first people I'd recommend. I'd recommend him over Quelly Chris or Ka, for example, okay. like I mentioned earlier. Um, those are lesser-known artists. Still good artists, just lesser-known. Um, right. Ka being a lot more profound and using more imagery in his music, but mm-hmm. not being as fun of a listening experience, in my opinion. Gotcha. So, yes, I would recommend him, but he wouldn't be, like, my first. That would obviously be Earl. Gotcha. Um, Wrapping that one up, though, I got a couple more that I want to talk about here. Um, These are albums that are just more in my wheelhouse. Um, Elijah, you can throw out questions if you so please. Um, I'll start first with Afro, which is A-F-R-O. with his project Aphrodisiac, tra- clocking in at five songs, 13 minutes, dropped today, the day that we're recording this, Monday, the 28th of August. Um, it's a little bit about Afro. He is an artist that was that was discovered by R.A. the Rugged Man during his 2013 competition um, for his song Definition of a Rap Flow. He let people rap over the um, instrumental of that and picked a winner based on who dropped the best verse and if you go back and listen to Afro's verse on that you would think this kid had the biggest future in hip hop 
He's only 25 years old now, and like I said, this happened 9, 10 years ago. He was 15 or 16 dropping that verse. Amazing verse. One, he sounded like a grown man just with his voice. I mean, like, <laughs> a voice the depth of, like, Biggie or someone like that, okay? Uh, he still sounds like that. Crazy flow, could speed it up, could slow it down, could go old school, could go bar for bar with someone like Twista, it felt like, in terms of the speed that he reached on that song. Okay. Commits to the next decade, he is not. He has still not dropped an album. Now, this is not an album, this is a short EP. So... I don't understand that move, but by all means, he is his own artist. He can do what he pleases. Um, I'm not going to break down each song on this. I'll just say if you've heard him, you know what you're in for. If not, take what I just said. Do you like that kind of music? It's 13 minutes long. Go listen to it. Good flows, good (laughs) lyricism, funky beats, but nothing groundbreaking. Quick and easy listening experience. And again, it's so short that... You might as well listen to it if it's the type of music you enjoy. Okay. So I just thought of a good question. So yeah. um you said that he's been he's been in the game basically since he was like sixteen. Sixteen. Yep. So um he hasn't dropped an album. I'm assuming he's been dropping like little EPs just like this one ever since then. The the longest thing he's dropped was about thirty minutes long, I believe it was, and it was called okay. Afro Polo, which he dropped with um Marco Polo, the producer. Um, it was pretty solid, and then he's dropped recently, more recently, within the past year, two, three years, he's dropped some um, from the Vault projects about okay. this same length. Yeah, that's pretty much all he's done. Um, okay. Some features, he was featured on R.A. the Rugged Man's last project, which came out in 2020, um, mm-hmm. but overall, as a solo artist, he has not done much, unless he's been dropping stuff on his own website, and I haven't heard about it. That's possible. I do follow him on Twitter, so I think I would have heard about it. But, again, it's not like he's the biggest artist because he was discovered in R.A. the Rugged Man's competition, which not many people know who R.A. the Rugged Man is, let alone some teenager that he discovered 10 years ago. You know, he's not a teenager anymore, but he was then. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so, I mean, that that really answered the question I was going with. So, like, um, you know, just just to kind of... Just to kind of summarize it, from what I'm hearing, at least, he's the type of artist that, like, like I said, if you like that type of music, um, listen to him. Be great. Um, mm-hmm. But he's probably the type of artist that, like, you know, it's not the most important thing that you go and listen to his yeah, music. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I would recommend him way more highly if he was still a teenager because at that point I thought, oh, this kid's got a great future. He's going to blow up. I mean, he might, he might not blow up, but he'll make great music. Uh, he doesn't so make he, that much music. So you you think you think he's um and it's funny because we're actually going to talk about this later as I mentioned but um you think he's kind of I, I don't want to say plateaued because it to me sounds like he's just not really releasing music so it's not really much yeah, of a yeah. way to like you know kind of I I feel like he has the potential he's just not going out there and putting it on wax okay fair I can yeah. respect that yeah um now for the last review I've got this one's just a fun one for me this is Mike Ben here dropping money on the floor. 12 songs, 30 minutes. Mike Ben here is Mike from the Through the Wire podcast. Again, we mentioned them in the first episode. That is Kenny Beecham, KOT4Q, Pierre, um, D. Mills, and Mike, the artist here, on their um, House of Highlights hosted basketball podcast. He just makes music for fun. Um, I think it is some, somewhat of a passion for him, but obviously his day job is talking about basketball. Um, Great day job. This is just a project. <laughs> Right, right. 
this was just a project that I wanted to listen to. I really enjoy their podcast. I listen to their episodes, pretty much every single one of them. They drop two a week. I uh, highly recommend that podcast. But um, as for the music, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to act like it's anything groundbreaking. I'm not going into it with that type of critical eye. It's just someone that I see as, you know, cool dude about my age who's dropping music just for fun. I've done that. You know, I dropped some music just for fun. I'm not going to act like I expected my music to be that great. He's probably further ahead than I am because he actually has production on his. Um, But, yeah, so this project I enjoyed. Like I said, it's not his day job. It's more of a hobby slash passion. Um, He's just having fun with it. Um, Does it bring anything relatively new? No. Does it um, have some of the best lyricism? No. Does it have some of the best beats? No. Is it fun to listen to? Yeah. You know? Um, He's not a... uh, I find a hard time to, to describe his music. He's not a trap artist or anything like that. He's more like, um, he's more similar to a trap artist, except that's not the type of beats he raps over. Um, it's just in the sense that he talks more about money, girls, you know, stuff like that. Basketball, obviously, but not as focused on this one, of course. I do really enjoy the features that he brings on this one with him having... Kenny, KOT4Q, on here under the name 13 Eachum. That would be the 13 being the B and Beachum, of course. Um, and then also their friend Pierre as Pee Wee to Plug. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed their features just because that's his friends making music with him. You know, they're enjoying it, they're having a good time. They even hopped on Twitch and did a live listen at 10 o'clock when it dropped at midnight. Um, apart from that, I do enjoy Kenny's verse a lot. Just because I enjoy when he has made music. I'm a big Kenny fan. Um, this one was a little bit different from what he would normally do on his own personal music, which he doesn't actually release music. He just does it for fun on YouTube, just as like he dropped a video where he wrote and produced a song. Produced, he did like a MF Doom type beat and then just mixed it a little bit. Uh, he did that within an hour. That's more the type of music he does, MF Doom being one of his favorite artists. This one was more braggadocio. Um, but again, this project has plenty of smooth, higher class beats, kind of what you'd hear on like a Benny the Butcher type project, just without that aggressive coke flow, more of the smooth talking to the girls, um, bragging about my money type music. Um, gotcha. But yeah, like I said, I'm not looking at this from a critical lens. I just wanted to talk about it, you know, if people know who he is or if people just want to give it a listen. Hey, I'll shout it out for the man. He's a cool dude. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just say um, I've been a big fan of Kenny myself. Um, so I actually actually want to take the time to listen to this album um, just to enjoy it. You know, I'm not going to – again, I'm not going to look at it critically. Uh, he's not – kind of like the same thing, thing with Dame. Um, from last week, mm-hmm. even though Dame is more of an yeah. artist than Mike is, obviously. Um, but, like, when it's somebody yeah, Mike's not getting main... Lil Wayne features. Right, exactly. Like, when someone's main job isn't this and they're just kind of doing it, like, just enjoy the yeah. music. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, mm, yeah. whatever. But um, I do want to say um, thank you, Logan, for talking about those um, few albums. Yes, sir. Um, I want to go into let you guys know so next week it's looking like we haven't seen any releases so far um nothing's yeah. been announced um we're still on i will say we're officially on drake alert drake has been teasing an album yep. don't know when yep. it's gonna drop he did come out and we say, all thought it'd be this were. friday <laughs> right he did come out and clarify that he himself never said anything which is true he never said it was gonna come mm-hmm. out friday so mm-hmm. he did say it's coming soon so just keep in mind that 
you know, it might be a little slow right now, but Drake can drop any any of these next few weeks, and trust me, you don't want to miss that episode. Um, but it's, as far as what we're expecting next week, we're not seeing too much, so I think that um, we'll have something planned for you guys, but we don't want to spoil anything. Um, but, Logan, um, are you ready to go ahead and do the draft? Listen, man, I've been ready. <laughs> so, just so you guys know, we already we did a coin flip, already decided who's going first. So, Logan's going to go first. We're doing a sub-routine draft. So, we're doing is it is 10 rounds, uh, five, 10 rounds picks five picks each. Yep. Yep. So, I'll so, go. Elijah will go twice. I'll go twice until we reach five picks each. And we'll do our best to keep track of that. <laughs> All right. That being said, our topic... Best debut albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so what I'm going to do, Logan, um, just to make this easier yep. for us, um, I'm going to write down in my notes on my phone um, our picks. Perfect. So we, we can keep perfect. in mind who we have, what we have. That's perfect. All right. Sounds good. So like I said, best debut albums of all time. I'm going first. Elijah, you got two straight picks. Are you ready, my man? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Oh, you're ready. He sounds like he's ready for a competition. All right. So, being that I have the first pick, I kind of wish I didn't. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the first pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take an artist that is probably one of my favorite artists of all time over what I think is the best pick. Okay, that that means I am giving you the two straight opportunities to take the best pick. If you let it slip to me, you are going to regret it because with my <laughs> number one overall pick, I am taking okay. College Dropout by Kanye West. Okay. You know what? That does not surprise me at all. At all. All right. So, just to keep clear, Logan with the first pick to call us drop out by Kanye West. I now have no the regrets. second pick. So, I. Funnily enough, that was on my my mind as an option. But for my first pick, of course, I'm going to go something that you guys might not expect. I'm going to go the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. So let me write that down. And then I have my my next pick already queued up. So I'm going to go ahead and write down Miss Education. And then we'll just go ahead and add the third pick being Illmatic. Yep. Okay, good. I was hoping that would slip to me. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> Illmatic, okay. Illmatic means, by Nas. Obviously. <laughs> Great just pick. Yeah, say, probably the ar- arguably the best debut album of all time. Arguably the best album of all time. Mm-hmm. Great pick. I'm not. I'm not mad at that at all. So you've. You. I've only taken one pick. You've taken two picks. Um, mm-hmm. That means I got two in a row now, and I am very thrilled about the picks I'm about to make here. I believe. So with my second overall pick, mm-hmm. I am taking "Ready to Die" by the Notorious B.I.G. That's hey. You know what I. I I knew I was gonna get that one, but that oh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. very thrilled with that one. That is one of my favorite albums of all time. And to follow it up, I'm going to take another one of my favorite albums of all time. Not a single single artist debut, but a group's debut. Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers by Wu Tang Clan. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, that very thrilled with how my draft is turning out through three picks. Okay, All right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta come out with a heater. Okay, so yes, sir. Kind of tough to got. follow, ready to die and enter the woo. Um, but 
I'm going to go with something that, um, in terms of commercial success, one of the best commercial commercial albums ever, especially at the time. Oh, I'm going doggy okay. style, Snoop Dogg. Okay. I'm glad you picked that because I'll be honest, I've n- I, I know that's a classic. It's never been my favorite. I wasn't going to pick it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You know, I – listen, there's so many great songs on that album and like – Yes, there are. If you <laughs> – Snoop Dogg is super underrated. I'm, I'm gonna just put it that word oh, yeah. out there. He's oh, yeah. super underrated for for what he's actually done in his career. Um, mm-hmm. But we're gonna speak about someone who's not underrated next. Um, I'm taking Reasonable oh. Doubt by Jay Z. Yeah, saw that one coming. Yeah, great pick, great pick. An album that definitely grew over time because that album did not sell like you would think it did. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy because so a little story about that. You know, if as Logan said, Reasonable Doubt and Jay-Z said multiple times his music. Reasonable Doubt what could be considered a flop at the time it first released. Mm-hmm. But over time, people have gone back and listened to it. And if you like that is probably one of the best. Honestly, I think it's one of the best. Obviously, I picked it, but I think it's really one of the best debut albums of all time leading yeah. up to knowing what his career ended up being like that's such a it started at such a high and he maintained that high for so long. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, Jay-Z really thought about not releasing music going into that, and then after it released, whenever it didn't do that great, he thought about not doing music after it, because he was already rich, you know? Mm-hmm. He didn't need music. Turns out music needed him, though. All right. So following that up, I get my last two picks. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of debating on a couple in my mind, but I think I know where I want to go here. Um, with my first pick... My fourth pick, my first pick of this ra- of this round. Let mm-hmm. me get Ba-da-da-da-dum. the Chronic by Dr. Dre. Ooh, ooh, love that okay. album. G Funk, baby. G Funk, one of okay, my favorite okay, okay. styles of music of all time. Heck, I've got displayed right above me. You can't see it. Some of the inspiration for this project. Parliament. Mothership Connection. You will hear, if you listen mm-hmm. to this album, you will hear where Drake got his beats from. Great album. <laughs> All right, but just to stop stalling, my next pick and my final pick, kind of on the same tune as the Chronic. I will take. Straight out of Compton, NWA, one of the most timeless projects of all time. People mm-hmm. may still be smashing this one in the streets. Because of the messages that it says and how abrasive it was. And you know what? I'm kicking myself for allowing you to give that one because I was hoping that you would let that go and I can get that my last pick. (laughs) I was really hoping. I was very close. Very close to taking Southern Playalistic Cadillac music Mm -hmm. just because of how much I love Outkast. (laughs) But I decided to let that one slide. Because it's not you know, their best album, whereas Straight Outta Compton is obviously is. NWA's best. So I guess it falls to me with the last pick. Um, last pick. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I love Outkast. Um, Southern playlist of Cadillac music. It may not be their best album, but if you compare it to other people's best albums is probably better than other people's best albums. Um, That's true. You know, I, I'm picking something playlist, playlist Cadillac music um, as my last pick, and I just want y'all to know that 
Outcast. Amen. If you have not listened to Outcast, uh, some of you guys might be a little young that's listening to us. Listen to Outcast. Go back and listen to some old Outcast. You you'll see where a right. lot of the Atlanta, a lot of the Atlantic music Atlanta music today that you like was directly because of yep. Outcast. If it wasn't for Outcast, yep. a lot of the Atlanta artists that I know you guys like, you would not they would not be who they are today. Put it that way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Look at Young Thug, man. Probably that mm-hmm. is probably the best duo in rap history. If I had to go so far to say that, absolutely. I don't think that's even no. a question. That completes our draft, Elijah. Why don't you read them back to us? Tell me my team. Tell me your team. All right. So, one second. All right. So for Logan, we got his first pick was College Dropout by Kanye. His second pick was Ready to Die by Biggie. Third pick was Enter the Wu by Wu-Tang. The Wu-Tang Clan. His fourth pick was The Chronic by Dr. Dre. And then his fifth pick was Straight Outta Compton by N.W.A. I okay. don't even need so to hear what, who you picked. I won. <laughs> Listen, that that's his that's his draft. So, guys, you guys let, let us know how he did. And then let me know how I did. I'm about to name my picks now. So my first pick was The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. Um, I picked Illmatic for my second pick by Nas. I picked Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg as my third pick. My fourth pick was Reasonable Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. And my last pick was, of course, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music by Outkast. Um, so, like I said, go ahead and let us know how we did. Let us know why I won and why Logan lost that one. Um, <laughs> but let us know how we did. If you guys enjoyed that, we definitely would love to keep doing that with different topics. Um, and, oh, yeah. you know, any, any type of topics you guys want to offer us to do, we'd be willing to do as well. Yes, sir. Now, before we move on to our last bit, I do want to read a couple of the albums that we left out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we left out Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent classic album um let's see what what have you got that we left out elijah Uh, i've Um, also got america's most wanted by ice cube that's definitely an album that could have been picked yeah i mean it was it was mainly those um the a lot of the other albums that like when i talk about debuts they they just didn't stack up like honestly um yeah i think the main one that you said was um Honestly, get Richard Dietronic because I was considering yeah. picking that one. I was seriously considering picking that one, but it was hard for me to justify it over the other ones, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that in terms of ones that didn't get picked, get Richard Dietronic. If you haven't heard that, that is. Let's that, do it. It may be hard if you didn't grow up listening to this, but like I grew up listening to to this music so when 50 dropped and this album dropped it was like it was one of the craziest times because he basically came up out of nowhere and had an album that just took over this took over the scene you know mm-hmm. um um and then i think we 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 really pretty much hit every other album i i think that yeah should be considered on this probably. list yeah 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 yeah. Now I will say for the people listening, if you're asking where's this album, where's that album, I just want to make the notes. Um, Good Kid, Mad City is not Kendrick's debut album, as many people like to think it is. That was Section 80. Still a great mm-hmm. album. Is it one of the best of all time? Not in terms. I wouldn't put it top ten. Good Kid, Mad City absolutely would have been chosen. And then Absolutely. same as that. 
the Slim Shady LP was not Eminem's debut, Infinite was. So again, Mm -hmm. Slim Shady LP probably could have gotten chosen in here. Infinite absolutely was, I enjoy it. It was absolutely not going to get picked. So just want to lay that out. There are probably a couple other examples, but those are the main two that come off the top of my head here. And just to further prove to make, not, hopefully you guys don't feel too bad. I had no idea Infinite was his first album. <laughs> so I just assumed it was Most some people have LP. never heard that project. So, you know, it's not a big deal. But, you know, again, yeah. if we left anything out that you feel, please comment. If, you know, watching this on YouTube, please comment underneath. Um, let us, oh, let yeah. us see. Definitely could have just been an oversight. Right. And if you guys want to give us your lists, definitely do that. We would love to see your lists and compare it to ours. You know, maybe, maybe you got a better list than we do. Probably not, but maybe you do. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, that being said, let's get into our main topic, artist Mm -hmm. growth. How do artists grow? Are all artists on a linear path? Do they take different paths? You know, linear being directly up for those of you that failed math. Um, Some artists (laughs) might not take that path. Some artists might take a bell curve. Some artists might go up and down and up and down, and some artists might just go like this. And never actually achieve anything. We have four main types of artists we're going to talk about. First off being linear. Um, Second off being, it's kind of hard to actually describe. It's kind of a linear and then a plateau. But by that we more mean the talent goes up. And then they achieve the top and just stay there. Next being talent goes up. Talent goes down. They peaked. And then they valleyed. And then the last one we want to talk about, there are other examples than just these four, but the last one we want to talk about is all over the place. That could be an artist that started at the bottom, went way up, back down, back up. That could be an artist that started at the top and then went down and then exploded again. And we have a couple Mm -hmm. examples to talk about those. So, Elijah, let's start off with linear, man. Okay. All right. Describe to me what you think a linear artist, how their releases would go. So, you know, and... Just to, just to confirm, linear obviously is going up straight, and I I look at a linear artist as someone who's it doesn't necessarily mean their first project's bad, but I look at it as their first project may be their worst project, but they've improved upon each and every project. And improvement doesn't necessarily mean like oh you know lyrics lyrics got better. You know improvement can be because somebody can be lyrical in their first album and have the same lyrics but choose better beat selection. Or curate the album better. Um, I think linear is just more of someone who's just improved upon their career each and every album. And you cannot mm-hmm. say that they've had an album where it's just been like, wow, they really regressed from where they were before. You know? Yeah. Um, we have a couple of examples of them. Um, we don't want to go too much into detail for each one, but I do want to yeah. talk about a couple of them. Um, so our examples are Tyler, the Creator, Travis Scott, ASAP Rocky, Future and Denzel Curry. Um, one I want to talk about, I want to actually talk about Tyler, the creator. So mm-hmm. the best example of this potentially. Definitely. Um, when Tyler first came out, I listened to him when he first came out. I, I will never forget when he first came out. I was 14, I think. So it was like 10, almost 12 years ago. Um, yeah, I was 14. And I remember my, me and my dad were listening to it, listening to it, watching his uh, video I can't remember what song it was, but it was um, a song off of Goblin. and I would never listen to anything off of Goblin with my father. Yep, see, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I, all I'm going to say is this. T- 
Tyler has changed so much from where he started out. He started out as like kind of like what you know you describe Earl Sweatshirt as, um, except mm-hmm. a lot more abrasive, a lot more abrasive. Um, a lot. They more were very face. tied together at the beginning of their career. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you listen to old Tyler, you know exactly what I mean. Like anybody who's listened to Tyler, you know exactly what I mean. He was super abrasive. All his music was super mm-hmm. like in your face and like aggressive. Dave cockroaches. Mm-hmm. He did some crazy stuff. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> as as he's progressed throughout his career, each and every album not not only has gotten better, but he's I want to say he's both he's mellowed out, but he's also shown that growth. So I I, I want to point out mm-hmm. Cherry Bomb. Um, I think if I'm correct, Cherry Bomb was his third album, right? Because it was it, was it go, was it Wolf Goblin then Cherry Bomb or was it Goblin Wolf Cherry Bomb? Go- Goblin then Wolf, yeah, yeah. Goblin then Wolf. Okay, so so Cherry Bomb was his third album, um, and. His third album. That's when I really started to actually enjoy his music. At first, I liked I liked him because he was like you know at the time it wasn't a meme like we didn't have memes necessarily at that time in yeah. the same way that we he was do just now, an but, edgy artist. Yeah. Right, he was the edgy artist. He was kind of like a fun like oh you know ha ha. But Cherry Bomb really showed off his growth as an artist and what he can do to mm-hmm. hold his own as an actual artist. And then mm-hmm. Flower Boy came and that completely changed my opinion of him. <laughs> oh, totally. Flower yeah. Boy was that such was a the first huge... project where he really had a theme going for it. Mm-hmm. And so, again, Flower Boy improved upon Cherry Bomb and took him a whole. It, again, this is a whole different mm-hmm. Cherry Bomb and Flower Flower Boy are two totally different albums. But Flower Boy really showed off what he could do, and then Igor yeah. came out, and I was like, "My God, the <laughs> the most artistic mm-hmm. album probably he'll ever release." I don't see him getting more artistic than that. Definitely not. And you know, I, he's just a great example. I feel of linear growth because. Mm-hmm. He's been able to not only change himself, not, not not change himself. He's still Tyler the Creator. He's still himself, but he's been able to grow as an artist and change how yeah. he presents his music. And it's still mm-hmm. to this day sounding great, sounding good. Like I can listen to yeah. any any album from Cherry Bomb up and feel like, you know, feel like I'm really getting something great out of it. Wolf and Goblin. I mean, you got some songs that are still still hit today. You got some songs that probably should stay back in, you know, when mm, when they when yeah. they came out. Um, yeah, yeah, not songs. So that he's play. he's the. I think he's like one of the per- perfect examples of a linear yes. artist. Um, I think another, not as perfect example, but another example would be somebody like Future. Um, mm-hmm. And I bring Future up because he's kind of like the opposite of Tyler the Creator in the sense that Future hasn't really changed his sound or his style i should say his style is he's always been a trap artist he's still a trap artist but he's been able to um to adapt a lot to the the new so it's weird to say this because he probably was one of the starters of the so emo rap emo rap was probably was started by kanye kanye made it big drake obviously became drake because of emo rap future was able to take that emo rap and put it into trap and make it sound great He's the he was the first artist to do that, and like you know, I don't really have to say too too much about Future. I Me, mean, everybody knows Future. Everybody who probably listens to this has probably heard Future knows about Future. Um, but his growth has been you know it, it's it's been linear. It hasn't been the same style of the creator because he still he hasn't changed too too much, but he continues to get better each and every album. Like I've enjoyed each and every album for the most part um, um, that he's released. You know, there was stretch in there where he released you know an album that wasn't too great and then an album that was amazing right afterwards so it's like you know but it's been linear growth for sometimes within a week of each other mm-hmm. so um and then 
I wanted to kind of toss this one to you, Logan, because you had um, you put Denzel Curry as an yes, option sir. On yes, the sir. List. So I kind of wanted to talk about one of him my too. favorite artists. Denzel is one of my favorite artists. I love him. He kind of bust onto the scene um, with Ultimate uh, being his mm-hmm. biggest song. That being off of his first more major project. Um, he had Nostalgia 64, I believe is what it was called, came out before that. Um, but that was kind of where he blew up. And then he actually started making, granted, that was a good project. He started making more polished projects after that gradually building until he released taboo which i thought Mm -hmm. back in 2018 was going to be the peak of what he could release and then for a little while it seemed like it was not to say he dipped back down but he quit taking as much of a focus in crafting albums and just he literally freestyled his next two or three projects um still good projects Mm -hmm. still great lyricism but they were just freestyle fun projects then he comes back last year with Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, and that just shows, again, the man has so much growth. And he came out as an artist who was just hype music, kind of trap, kind of just um, bang your head into a wall music. He had the ability to go into that um, metal-type side, like whenever he covered um, Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out and drops Mel My Eyes See Your Future, which is a much more polished sounding, smooth sounding album that he literally dropped the deluxe, which was just covers of the same songs with a live jazz band, Cold Blooded Soul jazz band, as doing the backing instrumentals. How many rap artists can you say can do something like that after starting out with a song like Ultimate, which again is the one of the biggest pregame, you know, you listen to that before a football game and you watch your coach run mm-hmm. straight through a wooden door and break it down, you know? Like, <laughs> how do you go that from that to specific. that? That is growth. Hey man, I'm just saying. It, it, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. That's the type no, of song I mean, that is. That's very much dreams and nightmares level of hype that you can get out of that mm-hmm. song. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think Denzel fits very much on that same mold as a Tyler, as a future, just in terms of their growth. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I just want to add a little bit into that. I think that it's, it's great to have an artist go from like and this is a perfect example of linear growth. An artist grow, go from ultimate that type of hype song to like now if you listen to Denzel Curry, it's some of his a lot of his music is chill. You know, it's like yeah. just sitting back yeah. and just chilling and like just listening to the lyrics. So it's like yeah. seeing that growth and it's still being good quality is what I love seeing in an artist, especially someone who, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, if you if you guys are on the up and up, if you watch the 2016 Cypher, double um, XL Cypher, um, Denzel Curry at the time probably wasn't even the biggest. He definitely wasn't even the biggest artist that was in that oh, Cypher. No. And but he did have um, the best person. He did, <laughs> but it's crazy because in terms of like how where everybody is now, he's probably the best, definitely the best lyricist, and definitely. he's had a lot of the best growth out of anybody in that mm-hmm. in that in that whole. Uh, oh yeah, in that whole that whole cipher basically. But I just yeah. want to point that out. That, that was, a that was one of the best double XL ciphers. Yes, that, like probably at, the, at the time people people were clowning it at the time, but the growth of all of them was shown. Insane. My God. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so let's I'm move on let, to this next one, right? Mm-hmm. I was just about to say I'm gonna yeah. let Logan take the lead on this one. Yes, sir. All right. So so this is this one stays is the same. that's right. So this one mm-hmm. talent stays the same, but the goals change. That's kind of where we're seeing an artist who maybe has that initial linear growth, but then plateaus, not because they're not 
growing as an artist, but because they kind of reached their peak in terms of quality of music, and now mm-hmm. they're just staying up there at the top. These are your GOAT-level artists that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. These are your Kendricks, your Jay-Zs, your Kanyes, and your Waynes. That's mm-hmm. who we're talking about here. So to break that down a little bit further, let's talk about Kendrick, right? He starts out um, his first major album release being Section 80. Pretty good. Pretty good. Comes, follows that up in 2012 with Good Kid, Mad City, and you're like, my God, this kid is starting off his career with a classic already. He's so young. Amazing. Amazing. How is he going to follow this up? Because many artists have dropped an album like this and never followed it up with the same quality. Look at, like, your Nas's. He is a goat as well, but you could he never reached that Illmatic level again, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he came close on albums like Stillmatic, it was written in Godson, but he never quite surpassed that. Kendrick said three years later, I'm dropping the best album of all time. I didn't say best rap album, I said best album. To Pimp a Butterfly. This man mixed um, jazz and G-Funk and so many other levels of music that influenced his hip-hop and made an album about racism, about breaking free of institutionalization, about um, the guilt that he felt from escaping Compton, about going back Mm -hmm. to his roots in Africa. He just made such a layered album. And then you look at that and you say, how is he going to follow that up? Obviously, he hasn't topped it. But then he comes out with Damn, which is an an album that has a great theme that you can play forward or backward either way. Uh, You can argue with yourself whether you think that's a cool feature or not or whether he intended that. It still works. You can't deny that it works. And, Mm -hmm. again, this one follows it up. Like, Damn is more of a – it's where a lot of his hits came from. Mm-hmm. But those hits don't detract from how great of an album it is. And then, again, is he still going to be the same artist after that? That's a great three-album run. Plenty of artists have had great three-album runs. What's he coming after next? And then Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Probably not as good as the past three, you could argue. I enjoy it very much on the same level as Damn. Obviously, it's not as good as To Pimp a Butterfly. Probably mm-hmm. the hardest listen of all of them, just because of how visceral it is. But again... This is showing his growth as an artist because whether it's the exact same quality or not, it's still a top tier, probably going to go down as a classic album. And it shows, hey, I don't have to send a message to you about politics or about being a better person. On this one, I'm talking about I have flaws. I'm admitting my flaws. And you know Mm -hmm. what? I don't have to be your savior. Exactly. I love that as an artist who – literally for the last three albums was saying here's what we need to do let's lead the people and now he's saying you know what i need to focus on me Mm -hmm. that's artist growth again maybe the music didn't get better maybe it was the same level maybe it even took a slight decline but the message and just who he was as a person while still keeping up a similar level of work while not taking a huge dip and just being bad Mm mm-hmm that is impressive to me. Same can go for Jay-Z. Same can go for Kanye. Obviously, Kanye has ups and downs. Um, you know, he not every single one of his albums is a classic like a lot of Ye fans would have you believe. Me being a huge Ye fan, I'm saying that. But you can't tell me that a person who dropped the college dropout, late registration, graduation, back-to-back, 
to back, then influences the music industry with 808s, then mm-hmm. drops probably his best album, five albums in, then oh, has a great collab with, with Jay-Z. He also mm-hmm. has a great collab with um, Kid Cudi. Not as good. I think a lot of people overrate that, but regardless, still great. Then you still got Yeezus, which is still influencing us to this day. The Life of Pablo is a great album. And then, I mean, I think a lot of people are underrating Donda at this point. I think that that was also a really good album. That was another step in a different direction. How does he have over 10 albums? And apart from the first three sounding very similar because that was the point, all the other ones sound so different and are still good to great to classics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And to uh, wrap this one up, uh I want you to talk about Wayne. Okay. Uh, I'm so glad. So, um, just want to be clear. I, I said it last time. Kendrick is one of my favorite rappers of all time. He's probably my favorite rapper of all time. Um, Kanye's up there as well. Lil Wayne is right up there. Um, I grew up listening to Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has always been like, like some people could you can you could argue whether he's a goat or not. I say he's a goat. Absolutely, there's no debate about that. His impact absolutely. on the game. His impact on the game is enough reason to say he's a goat, but. I, I really like I add a little way on here because honestly I mean we we know if you listen a little way you know the Carter the ser- the Carter series all of those albums are great you know um, you can debate which one's the best most people say Carter three is the best um, yeah but you know the thing about Little Wayne is this the Carter series has always been great a lot of his other albums have never not reached up to that level that's not to say they're bad I don't I think he has one album I can think of all the time in my head that's just bad and that would have been um no i don't know what you're thinking of um, Re- um rebirth no was it rebirth yeah yeah rebirth, the one where rebirth, he went kind yes. of rock yep yeah yes 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 it was definitely rebirth rebirth is rebirth and then um you could argue i am not a human being too is also kind of in that in that yeah. kind of realm but yeah point being you know we're talking about someone who's been in the game since what 1999 you know around that time um, he's pro- he probably if you count all his projects he probably has about the same amount of projects as somebody like Kanye as somebody like Jay Z you know and well, that depends are you uh, counting his mixtape because then he's getting up there in Gucci Mane numbers true 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 I think albums I think he's about yeah. the same I think he has about ten albums if I remember correctly just off the top yeah, of my head yeah. um, right but we're we're talking about someone who started out he he was a literal kid when he started rapping so mm-hmm. you know he he started out he actually had probably less of a he didn't have as much of an immediate spike as like somebody like Kendrick had. Kendrick, you know, came up. I don't want to say he came up from nowhere because you know obviously Section Eighty was there, but you know he went from Section Eighty to Good Kid, Mass City. You know, yeah. Little Wayne. Yeah. You know, he took steps and steps and steps, but it was big steps with each Carter album, mm-hmm. and you know obviously the mixtapes and everything. And once he got to the Carter Three, he was on that level for a while. And like um, just to give you guys some background, because again I grew up listening to Little Wayne. The Carter Three came out. I think it was oh seven. Um, 06, 07, around that time. And mm-hmm. that was from that year, 2006, to about 2008. He was on a hundred... Um, he was on a hundred singles. Like, he, he was featured in a hundred different songs. Yeah. This is a man who... Everybody wanted him. <laughs> everybody wanted him. People still want him to this day because he's yeah. Lil Wayne. Well, we just heard him on the John Batiste album last week. And exactly. the Dame he's, album. And the Dame album, yep. And... You know, I just want to put it, make it clear. Like Lil Wayne, his growth as an artist has been impressive. He's just gotten, he's gotten better and better with age. Again, some of his albums, especially some of the newer ones, may not 
be the best albums in general. But if you just listen to him as an artist and his lyricism, he's so he's grown leaps and bounds, even from the Carter Three, which is crazy to say. You know, you say the Carter Three is his best album, but like lyrically, he's gotten even better since then. Um, so I, I just I just think he's a great example of this because you know, in terms of the quality of music, if you want to say that, he hasn't really ever reached the quality of the Carter Three. The Carter Four, you know that, or if you want to just put the Carters up there, he hasn't reached the quality of yeah. that necessarily, but he has never fallen too far below that either. He stayed around that, and you know I think that, you know, he's at the point of his career where you know, we we put it goals change. He's at the point of his career where he's not trying like none of these guys are trying to be on top anymore necessarily. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you could argue that to, you know argue that the competitiveness in them is like yeah, I'm the best rapper, yeah. but like you know they they're they know who they are. They legitimately all four of these guys we have listed here could claim at some point in time in their career that they were the best rapper, and any of them could yeah, say. I think that, all of them you, were the best at some point. Yeah, I would say that. And you. It, so you can't you can't deny that. Um, so since we're talking about some goats, this is a category we're about to go into. If you don't mind me taking the lead on this one, Logan, um, go for it, my man. So this is a category where we have people that are goat candidates. Um, not necessarily the four we just listed are goats. This next one is talent goes up, talent goes down. This can have this has some goat candidates in it. This also has some artists that have had really really high peaks. But again, very low lows. Um, yeah. So we have four people on here. We have Eminem, Drake, Nicki Minaj, and a newer artist, um, Roddy Rich. So first, first, first off, Roddy Rich seems a little out of place in this because we have three potentially goat candidates <laughs> on this list, and then Roddy Rich. Um, but I think he's actually the one I want to start with. The reason why we put him on here is because he's the perfect example of, and again, he's still growing his career. His career's still going. He still has a lot. All their careers are still going, I guess. But his career's still going. He still has a potential, a lot of potential to go further. But he started off so high, and his 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 first album was amazing. Like you know, you you would have thought on his first album. Excuse me. You would have thought after his first album, he's about to take over the game. Honestly, like you would have thought that Roddy Rich is about to be the next, like the next guy. And then that second album came, and he lost a l- so much of that steam. Um, yep. His second album just did not show the growth you would have expected out of somebody like that, especially someone who came across as like a a conscious trap rapper. You know, not necessarily trap because he's from the West Coast. It's not necessarily trap, but like you know, the best way to describe it is someone who's you know, a little bit more street, but conscious with it, you know, a little more introspective with it. But his second album just did not hit. And I'll say I enjoy some songs off of it, but I can, I, the quality was significantly worse than the first album. Mm-hmm. Again, we're trying to keep positive on this podcast. We're not trying to knock anybody down. I'm not trying to knock Roddy Rich down. I still actually believe he has a lot of potential. I've been hearing a lot of his new songs and oh, yeah. I like what I'm hearing, you know, but I think he's a perfect example of someone who's kind of at that peak, that peak, and then has right now he's kind of cro- climbing out of the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, he can definitely you know, get himself out of there. Definitely, but he definitely. can also fall off, and we can call him a one-hit wonder. Exactly. Now the next, the other three, at this point, there's like I said, they're goat candidates. I mean, honestly, you can call him and him a goat. You can call you can call Drake a goat. You can yeah. probably call Nikki a goat for female rappers, especially. Yeah, yeah she's um, definitely a female goat. Yeah, absolutely. 
So like it's it's kind of tough to say this about them because um, and I'm going to talk about them those three together, not necessarily separate because they're honestly kind of in the same boats, similar. I mean, different different reasons, but similar mm-hmm. that they have they all have been at the top of the game. They've all been up there with Kendrick, Jay Z, Kanye, Lil Wayne mm-hmm. at some point. They've all maybe not yeah. considered the best rapper, but have been up there and been considered yeah. one of the best. Oh yeah, well, hey, there's no denying early 2000s Eminem. And there's no mm-hmm. denying the stranglehold that Drake has had for the past decade. And Nikki has been right behind Drake. Ironically, you know, Absolutely. label mate. But she is arguably the best feature artist ever. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, the, these are artists that have had really high highs. And, you know, some of them have had really low lows. Um, some have arguably had lows that aren't as low as people would say but you know we can talk about we could talk about how some of these specifically drake in this regard and i feel like this is something that i i I knew we would kind of talk about um we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna do a video breaking this down more but i'm just gonna put put my opinion on it i i'm okay with drake being in here because i agree that the quality of his music is not the same as it was once was um, it's fallen off honestly significantly in the sense of I don't think I don't think he's a bad artist at all obviously no. but no his music just doesn't feel as like a lot of his songs don't feel as intentional anymore you know when he mm-hmm. first came out obviously he you know when he first came out he's hungry fighting trying to get you know trying to get to the top yep. once he hit nothing was the same he pretty much was at the top honestly nothing was the same came out that was that was probably one of my favorite albums by him and then he followed that, up that was like his victory this, lap Yep. Mm-hmm. And then if you're reading, no, actually, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's his victory lap yeah. for sure. Because yeah. he, he dropped that out of nowhere. And he, he yeah. that's when he, the stranglehold Drake had on the game was really evident. Because mm-hmm. he dropped that out of nowhere. That album went insane. You know? Yes. And then, um, you know, then he had a collab with Future that I think a lot of people hated at the time. A lot of yeah. people, you know, a lot of people liked it at the time. A lot of people hated it at the time. I think over time, it's kind of, it's average, but it's yeah. fun. Kind of in the middle of the two reactions. Yeah. Exactly, but then he followed up with views, which a lot of people felt were again mixed reviews. But most, for the most part, views was considered a very good, good album. That mm-hmm. honestly, to this day, has has only gotten better in my eyes. Yeah. Then you got more life, which again is not is a playlist, but you know it's in the same vein as views to me. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. I think it's gotten better with time. And then after that, that's when people are starting to say, you know, it went down and down and down and down. Hey, I'm not going to argue that. Um, Scorpion especially was definitely not an album that was... Scorpion was an album that he dropped knowing that he could drop that and that it would go insane. And it made it did do insane numbers. But, yes. you know, that's just an example of a... Like, Drake is a, a slightly different example of an artist who's fallen fallen off if you want to say because he hasn't mm-hmm. clearly he hasn't fallen the numbers, off. he's still the biggest the artist of the day <laughs> right he's still like the biggest artist rap, rap artist today but quality and not even necessarily quality but just the care that the the the, yeah. the um the drive isn't the same anymore he's is less hungry and more i'm making music because i'm drake you know um nikki it's hard to say what happened with her um, in terms of that. I just don't. I don't think she's really fallen off too too much. She just hasn't released a lot um, recently, yeah. and her last album just wasn't up to par, honestly, as her previous yeah her previous albums. Um, but 
she's Nikki's more of a fallen off because she hasn't really done too too much recently. She's done mm-hmm. features, of course, and she's killed the features. She always kills features, mm-hmm. but um, album music she just hasn't released anything since what, yeah. the album came out 2018 i think 2018 20, yeah, yeah 2018. And, it, and it very so, obviously wasn't up to par with her previous work right so you know um and of course eminem um eminem has been up and down let's be real honestly he could he could technically if he wasn't a goat <laughs> he could fit into our next category honestly because he's kind of been up and down throughout his career um yeah he except he's just had more he's had longer peaks yeah, and you know his valleys have been less steep as other people's have. Yeah. Put it that way. And, and if you um, if you want me to get a little bit more in depth about that, um, mm-hmm. just because if you can't tell by looking at us, I listen to a lot more Eminem than Elijah does. Um, <laughs> obviously, Eminem had one of the biggest peaks in hip hop history, and then the drugs really tore him down once he got out of those first three major albums. Took him down to encore, which I think. Mm-hmm. Without the influence of the drugs, on you can only hear it on a couple of the songs. You take those few songs out, that's still not up to par with the other three, but still a really good album. Then you come around to Relapse. I think Relapse is underrated, but it is definitely a, another dive, like back there on the similar level to what Encore was. Kind of climb back up with uh, Recovery. Then you see Hell the Sequel with Royce the 5'9", MMLP2, kind of climbing back mm-hmm. up. And again, that dive, that that little valley leading back up to the mountain was kind of drug-induced. That had nothing to do with his talent. That was just, I'm taking, I, I, I'm on drugs, I'm taking four years off of drugs, now I have to relearn how to rap and get back to the top. So mm-hmm. he worked his way back up, and then MMLP2, while not as good as his previous work, was still really good, in my opinion. It did have some negatives. Then he takes another long break. Then he comes back mm-hmm. with Revival, which at this point is probably overhated, but is still really bad. <laughs> so that is like, boom, way downhill, way downhill. Um, and then Kamikaze, kind of climbing back, kind of not. Um, and Music to be Murdered by, I think, is probably the best example of the Eminem that we should be getting mm-hmm. from this point on, where there's terrible songs, there's great songs. <laughs> My opinion, if Eminem would drop an album where over Alchemist and Dre production and he just had another artist featured on every single song. He had Royce to Five Nine, he had you know what he he's worked with Buster Rhymes and Q Tip lately, artists like that. If he brought stuff like that in, brought it back in Kendrick Lamar, brought in some newer artists, I would love to have it here in Eminem and Denzel Curry song together. Let's do something like that. If he could do something like that, like almost a chronic level amount of features. Mm-hmm. I think he could create another classic album, but while he's making these hour and twenty minute long albums, where he has some songs that are bar fests, and he has other mm-hmm. songs where he's crying about a stepdad and want then you talk about murdering a stepdad, we're not going to get back to that level of Eminem ever again if that's what we're going to be hearing. And you know, I, I do want to say I have listened to Eminem. I've listened to a decent amount of Eminem. Um, I haven't listened to oh, yeah. all his albums, but. Logan's right. I mean, honestly, you, you can just listen to you can listen to the albums yourself and like not even really like break down the albums, but just listen to the albums and you can see the trend of like where where the albums are really good, mm-hmm. start falling off, get back to being good, then mm-hmm. recently just falling off. Um, but you know, I, I just want to say that every every artist on on this side, just be keeping on a positive note, every artist on this 
um, on this topic of the talent goes up, talent goes down. These are artists that have, uh, excluding Roddy Rich, um, the other three yeah. are artists that have been at the top before. Yeah, and they we reached know they the have peak. what it takes. They we know they have yeah. what it takes to be at the peak. So this is not a yeah. this is not a oh they're 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 people will say this this is not we're not calling the mid <laughs> we're not calling the mid yeah. at all. no no we're let's, just let's saying be honest that, Eminem's a goat he's fifty years old now Drake exactly reached the top now he's got a kid he's got other ambitions mm-hmm. Nikki she's got a kid too I mean you know she's, she's got other ambitions I mean he, I mean in, in I don't I didn't this is not necessary I mean I think this is relevant actually I mean Drake and Nikki. Um, specifically, they they have a lot of business ventures outside of music. Yes, um, Drake is you know just he's the reason why he's one of the biggest artists is because he's just so well sought after for everything now. So like, mm-hmm. it's it's honestly not surprising that like music is still his passion. You could tell he still likes music. Obviously, he still releases music, but you could tell that like for him, it's not he doesn't need to be the the yeah. heartbreak Drake as he called himself before. You know, he doesn't need yeah. to be that level anymore. Nikki doesn't it's a need lot to less come inspired. out. Right. Nikki doesn't need to come out and be as emotional her albums and as, you know, just as deep as she used to, she was on her her first few albums. She yep. can, you know, they just are what they are at this point. And that's fine. Yep. Roddy Rich, yeah, you know, we're, we're still we're still he's still writing his Time story. Will tell. He has a chance. He has a chance to change things, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, for this next one, um I'm going to let you take the lead, Logan. Yes, sir. So, all over the place. You could start at the top, go down, whatever. You could start at the mm-hmm. bottom, climb your way up naturally, and then just fall mm-hmm. the heck off. Yep. These are the people that climb, fall, kind of like Eminem's trajectory, except Eminem gets the excuse of having been on hardcore drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the artist I want to talk about on here, we have listed Logic, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk. The artist I want to talk about is Logic, um, just because I've paid a lot more attention to him. Lil Baby is someone that I got on... Kind of while he was at that peak, uh, because mm-hmm. I did not care for his or- earlier music. And then Lil Durk, I just know how much you enjoy Lil Durk. So mm-hmm. Logic, the reason why I want to talk about him, I actually, this will be one of my claim to fame, claims to fame. I discovered Logic during the Young Sinatra tape era, like the first three tapes. I discovered him like o- almost a year before he dropped Under Pressure, which mm-hmm. is what really blew him up, right? So you could tell throughout the course of the Young Sinatra tapes how he was growing. And then Under Pressure was like this celebration, like, oh, my God, we're here. We made it. Everyone knows who I am now. I'm getting features with Big Sean. I'm getting all these. I'm getting a lot of our. I think Gambino was on that album, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he had plenty of good features. It was a great track list, great beat selection. And then he follows that up with another really good album. And then after that, goes downhill a little bit, then goes really downhill once he gets into the Bobby Tarantino mixtape series, mm-hmm. just for him to continue. I mean, he had a slight rise with Young Sinatra 4, um, just for him to drop, oh, what was that album? Um, his What was his worst album, Elijah? I know you know what I'm talking about. His worst album. I know... Hold on. It's the one with the Eminem song on it, man. Um, Yes. Confessions uh, um, of a Dangerous Mind. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That album had no order to it. (laughs) And, I mean, again, this is one year after he drops Young Sinatra 4, which was a step back in the right direction, you know? Mm -hmm. He went Young Sinatra series, Under Pressure, The Incredible True Story, Everybody. 
little bit downhill with the Bobby Tarantino series, a little bit back uphill with Young Sinatra 4, and then Confessions of a Dangerous Mind just threw us all. And then the Son of a Gun comes back only one year later from that and drops No Pressure, which is almost on the same level as Under Pressure. And then he says he's retiring. Mm-hmm. And then drops three, and then he comes, and then he comes back one year later with Bobby Tarantino three, which was awful. <laughs> but then he comes back the next year with Vinyl Days, which everyone thought was going to be terrible. It was freaking an hour and eleven minutes and thirty songs. But that was one of the most inspired albums I've heard by an artist like him. And then he follows that up again this year with one of my favorite and most underrated albums, College Park. I mean, this man has been up, down, up, down, all over the place. He's gone in circles. Mm -hmm. But at least he's at the top right now again. Maybe not to the same selling capacity that he was. Because back in the day, you would have listed him as like, hey, he's a couple years behind Kendrick and Drake, but he's kind of rising with them parallel. He's not in that conversation anymore, but he is making really good music again. Fair. Okay. Um, I just want to say this about Logic. I, I really enjoyed his early stuff, too. Um, I think what really... So, I'm going to say this. Every I think everybody was a solid album, but I think everybody was the perfect example of why he started to get worse. Because yeah. he started focusing yes. on, on a specific thing and... You know, if you know, you know. I don't want to get into it right now because I feel like this is something we can yep. talk about in a different episode. But just put it this way: if yep. you know what I'm talking about with everybody, you know, you know, he started hyper focusing on that for for yeah. no reason. And it yeah, let's really not forget t- that he completely ruined a Royce to Five Nine song, one that was a remix of a song featuring Eminem. Royce replaces Eminem with Logic, ruins it. Yep. If you know, you know. Yep. And. This is this that that era was just ugh. so. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I, I've always I've I've been a, I have been a fan of Logic. Then he dropped those few albums, or he had that that huge valley, and it was just like ugh, you know. And I'm not gonna lie, I I, I was not very confident that he could come back and you know achieve back. But Young Sinatra Four was definitely a huge step in the right direction. And then immediately followed by three big steps back with <laughs> confessions of a, t- <laughs> and then and then after that, no pressure was like a jump forward. So it's like, you know, as Logan said, he's been very, he's been very herky jerky for like the last yeah, like a lot of hit or say, miss. Honestly, since twenty yeah since twenty seventeen twenty fifteen. Yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, you can even say he, he dropped the incredible true story, and then it was going downhill from there. Yeah. So now talk about i want to actually take some time to talk about these two artists um little baby and little dirt um specifically because if you know obviously they dropped the album um together the voice and the hero which was actually a really great album um one of the best collab albums yes, i think that we've had in the last 10 years Recent honestly history, definitely yeah um i i want to talk about them because they're kind of opposites of this opposite with the same issue um little baby starting off came out came all hot you know he, right, he 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 was building up you know he's an Atlanta artist he was building up some hype or whatever and then once he hit he really hit like he hit the ground running you know um you know if you know freestyle that song blew him up and then you know he he started doing started hanging out with young thug gunna all that stuff blew up he was at the top honestly he was at the top of the game for a good like year and he was really dropping good quality music as well like uh his album is it my turn 
great album. Mm-hmm. That was a great album. Um, he did a great job with that album. He c- delivered on that hype and showed how he could what he could do. And then ever since then, mm-hmm. it's just been, it's just been. Uh, bro <laughs> it's just been just not good i mean you know the joke on hip-hop twitter is you know and anytime baby drops something new is mid <laughs> it's just it's just mid. Yep, yeah, um, is, yep. and it's, it's become mm-hmm. a meme to the point where like some of the stuff that i feel like people hated about him was definitely over hated like i'll say the song yep. people hate that song hey honestly i you play that on your car speakers. You got some good car speakers. You play it on your car speakers. That song goes hard. <laughs> not gonna hold you. That song goes hard. But that album, not great. Not great at all. Um, I, there's not really much else to say about that other than the album was just terrible. Yeah. Which what you Especially said I think up. says more about the problem with hip hop Twitter than it does with the baby. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, too quick to say mid for anything, but you know that's a whole different topic. Let's yeah. not let's not get into that one. Uh, you got to give artists time to grow, man. Got to give them the time. I think so, little baby. My point with saying little baby is he grew, he reached the top, and he's hit the valley now. The thing is, he's almost in a way like Drake, just at a significantly less level because he's still very popular. Obviously, he still has a lot of spin, but I think people have noticed and accepted the fact that his quality is just not the same. Um, and you know, ever since that thing happened with Gunna and you know. All that stuff happened. People, people have the joke on hip hop Twitter that Gunna made baby, and you know the more, the more. I I don't agree with that, obviously, but it's also yeah. hard to disagree with that when the more he releases his solo music and he has no Gunna, it's yeah. just not it's not the same. <laughs> so, but I want to move on to Little Dirk here. So. Little Dirk, same same thing, except just not as extreme as Little Baby. So Little Dirk has been out for a lot longer than Little Baby. I remember listening to Little Dirk. Um, he came out back in twenty. Uh, the years might not be right, but I want to say twenty thirteen. I think is when he dropped his first album, or around that time is when he dropped his first album. Um, so he's been in the game for a while. Um, mm-hmm. He's been he's been very very big for a while. You know, he started off you know growing growing steadily, and like Baby, he's kind of hit kind of hit hit off you know he became big big and i put him in this category i don't think he's as extreme as baby because his album his okay so i want to say his album just to give you let you know because i think he's shown pretty steady growth for most of his career up until the last few albums so we'll start with we'll start with um the voice and the hero I know it's a collab album, but I think that that album for both Baby and Dirk is a high point for both of their careers. Very high point. Oh, so yeah. I think it's Absolutely. important to mention that. I think it's important One to mention that. One of the best albums course. of 2021. So, started that that was a great album. Uh, we can even go back to The Voice. Um, and I don't know, Logan hasn't really listened to as many of these, so I'm I'm, I'm going to keep it. Well, I'll say I listened to pretty much everything from him ever since 2017. I kind of started okay. listening to him with Bloodas. T Grizzly, okay. and then I really enjoyed just because y'all waited. Okay, okay, cool. So, so, so you, so then the albums I'm about to name, you, you know about then. Cool, cool. So, yeah, you yeah. know, I've at least heard them. So, pretty much from everything from Bloodas up until seven, seven, seventy-two, twenty, everything up to that, including the voice and the hero, has been just on an upward projection, upward trajectory. Everything's been pretty much mm-hmm. great. You know, it's been getting better and better and better. Um, yeah, and. The Voice was a great album that he released right before the Voice, Voice of the Hero, um, and then the Voice of the Hero came out. 
amazing. Seven seventy two twenty, not as good as the voice yeah. of the hero, but still a pretty solid album. Um, and then his last album, Almost Healed. Um, we're gonna skip the other one because I think that's a collab album, um, The Loyal Bros. Because it's only the fa- yeah, only the family yeah. and Little Dark. That's that's not. I don't want to put that in there because this is a separate category. Yeah, but Almost yeah, Healed. Pretty much the entire so much- back half of that project doesn't even have him on it. Exactly. <laughs> But almost healed his his most recent album, so much hype about it. You know, everybody's super excited about it. It just fell flat. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like trash yeah. album. Um, you know, I I hate to say this, but if I was quoted would say, I I could give it the mid category. It it, it was a yeah. mid album. There's some there's some at, good songs. There's some very at least it does have songs. the most overplayed song of the year. I don't see anything mm-hmm. taking that title. That's true. That's true. I hear all my life everywhere <laughs> I go, man. It's, it's literally played everywhere. It's a good song, but yeah, you know, yeah, just overplayed but, at this point. You know, he's 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 kind of unlike Baby. Baby's been kind of in the va- in that valley for the last like year, honestly. Um, ever since the Voice of the Hero came out, he's been kind of hitting that valley. Dirk has less been hitting that valley. He's only starting to hit a downward slope. With almost healed, um, mm-hmm. I think that he he's just not showing the growth that you were seeing before. Almost healed just came on. It's just not hitting the same. It's not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's trash. I'm not saying I don't enjoy yeah. no the yeah. music. I enjoy honestly all the artists we named here. I enjoy still yeah. logic oh, yeah. sometimes. Logic sometimes, but <laughs> um, but you know I just think that. Baby and Little Dirk are very similar, except that Baby is more extreme with his up. Because I think Baby probably mm-hmm. was a little bit more popular than Dirk, but he's also been falling off harder than Dirk, if you want to say. And Dirk has been less, maybe not as popular as Baby, but almost up there. And he hasn't fallen off as as significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just important to remember that you know, artists are going to have growth some way or another. They're going to have positive growth. They're going to have negative growth. It just is what it is. The biggest thing that I want to wrap this up with is we're talking about growth. Um, you really have to just look at the artist's whole cat- catalog. You can't just look at one bad album and just say, mm, you know, they're, they're, uh, this album was bad. They're, they're not growing. Because if that was the case, then people like Lil Wayne, Kanye, even Jay-Z, they've all had mm-hmm. one album that I'm sure you can point out that's just bad. You know, like, yeah. just, just bad. But the most important thing is remember that, like, Growth, growth is not always linear, as you can tell. A lot of artists do not mm-hmm. have linear growth, in fact. But you have to look at their body of work combined with what they're doing currently before you yeah. rate rate them and, and and discredit them. Because even somebody like Little yeah. Baby, who's fallen off hard, he still has that potential to get back to where he was. You know, yeah, he's not he's not he's not mid as artist. He's not done as artist. He just needs to. I think he needs to find that spark and mm-hmm. like recapture what made him popular. And I hope it's not by making the same type of music, but like finding a way to find that spark yeah. while also changing how he's delivering the music, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we throw some of these newer artists in with some of these goat, um, some of these goats, because man, you got to give these guys time to grow. Like you wouldn't think an artist like Playboy Cardi, 
mm-hmm. would continue to grow, but here he is dropping a whole lot of red, and we'll see what he follows it up with. Same thing with Lil Uzi Vert, man, just completely changing the type of music he makes. That doesn't always pay off for everybody. I use two examples where I believe it does pay off, but you never know what Lil Baby's going to do next. You never know what Dirk's exactly. going to do next, you know? You exactly. never know what Roddy Rich is going to do next, so don't exactly. just say they peaked and they're done. They could be, but give them time, man. Give them time. You never know. Yeah, and you know, I just want to say, we love we love listening to music. So, and I hope you guys love listening to music too. Just yeah, again, remember that you know we talk about these things, but enjoy who you enjoy. Don't feel bad if yeah. we name one of your favorite artists and we're saying that he's kind of falling off. Whatever, we're not saying that negatively. Yeah. We're not saying that trying to discredit them. We're just saying the in general part. If you really love Little Baby, which I still like Little Baby. If you really yeah, love Little Baby, continue to listen to his music. Please to continue mm-hmm. to listen to his music. <laughs> you like Little Dirk, continue to listen to Little Dirk, you know? That's um, right. But, you know, I think at this point, I say, you know, just listen to who you want to listen to. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I want to say that I'm, I, I enjoyed this this week, honestly. I really enjoyed doing the draft and talking mm-hmm. about uh, talk about growth. Yeah. I think this was a very fun episode. Um, yeah, I agree. And if I could just yeah. leave the people with one takeaway, remember it's a lot easier to enjoy stuff and talk about that than to listen to, to the stuff that you hate and talk about that. All right? You ain't got to be negative. Yeah. I know negative gets interactions, but mm-hmm. positive brings out the enjoyment in life. All right? If That's my biggest takeaway for y'all. That's a great message to end on. <laughs> I love that one. Yes, sir. That being said, I think we're ready to wrap up. Elijah? Yeah, um, like I said, please comment, like, subscribe. If you're on YouTube watching this, definitely comment, like, subscribe. Um, mm-hmm. Apple Music, Spotify, you know, do what you got to do to to get the message out to your friends. If you really enjoy this, see if they all enjoy it. If you enjoy it, they might enjoy it, you know. And we're, we are definitely loving doing this, and we want to continue to do this oh, for yeah. you guys. Um, you know, just remember that any any suggestions you have, we will take into account, and we would love to do that especially you know if we don't have a week of heavy releases we're willing to do other types of content that will you know it's interesting to you guys yep i mean said i appreciate y'all listening and remember we're going to try to have a poll probably on the spotify apple if i can figure out how to do it and definitely on tiktok vote for my list because i had the best five albums (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't listen to them you, you know who are the yeah. best <laughs> yeah. we're going to wrap it up there y'all we're hitting over 90 minutes if y'all made it to this point we appreciate it and we will see y'all Thank next so time much. peace peace out